Hello everyone, it's Miss Stevenson. This is chapter 33, The Fire. I fall through smoke, vaguely aware of Mousetrap screaming as he clings tight to my ear. Branches smash into me, collapse and crash around me, but I don't feel any pain. All I can think about is making sure Mamochka is safe. I land with a thump onto hard, hot ground and wrestle my way out of a tangle of flaming brambles. Soot and ash dance in the air, obscuring my view and filling my nose with a suffocating stench that blocks all sense of home. But I know the way. My heart pulls me there. I run faster than ever before, feet searing, eyes stinging and throat burning. I grip my teeth and swallow back coughs that cramp my lungs. Fires rage around me, leaping from tree to tree and scurrying through the undergrowth like a living creature. Finally, I surge ahead of the flames and reach a stretch of bare earth that's cool under my paws. I breathe a sigh of relief, but keep on galloping towards home. Trees fly past and I recognise some of them, the fallen cedar I climbed over when I first entered the forest, the aspen with the deeply curved trunk. We're nearly there, mousetrap trills. His encouragement lifts me until I feel like I'm flying. My feet drum the earth. I flow between birches and leap over bushes until I see the dark outline of my home. I skid to a halt in the garden, my heart thundering in my chest. There's no light from the windows. The house is quiet and still. Blackiston glides down from the roof and lands in front of me. When I saw the fire, I knew you'd come here, so I flew ahead to see if I could help. Where's Mamochka? I gasp. Sasha, Valentina. I hooted outside the window until they looked out and saw the smoke. As soon as they did, they left for the village square on a cart pulled by dogs. Oh, thank you. I sigh with relief. Everyone will be much safer in the village square next to the great river. How's Sasha? I ask. Was he recovered? He's fine. Bullfinch has brought star-shaped leaves to your mamochka and she made tea with them. As soon as she spooned some into his mouth, he woke. Blackiston opened his wings. We should get out of the path of this fire. I nod. Hearing Sasha as well lifts such a weight from my shoulders I could float into the air. I glance around the garden, wondering if there's anything I can do to keep our home safe. Mamochka has turned the earth already, so it's smooth and bare. There's nothing that could burn. But a few of the pines at the bottom of the garden are so tall they could fall onto the house if they caught a light. I bound over to the tallest one rise onto my back paws and push with all my might. It creaks, cracks and smashes to the ground away from the house. Mousetrap darts into the forest and I move on to the next tree. An orange glow flares to life a short distance away and creeps along parallel to the garden. I call Mousetrap and he sprints back, carrying a flaming twig in his mouth. He drops it, kicks earth over it and leaps onto my shoulder. I set fire to some dry branches to block the fire coming the other way. Good idea. I slam into another pine, forcing it over, then follow the trail round to Sasha's house. The fire line mousetrap lit is burning bright. Mamochka does the same thing in summer. Burns the dry undergrowth near our home to stop fires from coming too close. We've never needed their protection before, though. The forest fires have never burned this close to the village. Well, not since I've lived here, anyway. I knock over three larches at the back of Sasha's house, then race towards the village. 
thick black smoke plumes into the air above it, and long before I see the village hall, I can tell the linden trees behind it must be on fire. I trip over my feet, and skid all the way down the hill into the village square. It is bursting with people. The older babouskas and dasyouskas sit with the youngest children and the sledge dogs at the far side of the square, closest to the great river. All around them people rush back and forth, pulling carts stacked with water barrels and buckets. The busiest area is around the roaring linden trees behind the hall, so I stagger to my feet and run in that direction. A bear! Several of the children shriek as I dart past. I round the village hall and run straight into searing air, alive with sparks and embers. People are backing away from the nearest tree, scarves tied around their mouths and axes in their hands. But it's too late to cut it down. Already the trunk is sizzling with flames, crackling in the heat. The tree creaks and leans over the village hall. Someone shouts a warning, and everyone sprints away towards the square. Except me. I squint at the tree, wondering how I can stop it falling onto the hall. The flames curl into the shape of Smee, with his three heads and forked, flickering tongues, and I smile, because it's like a sign I can defeat the fire. It's too hot! Mousetrap yells into my ear. You'll burn yourself! I race past the tree, to the river the other side, and plunge into the icy water. When my fur is soaking wet, I run back up to the blaze. Yanka! I turn to the deep, rumbling roar and see Anatoly galloping towards me, his fur dripping as he rushes out of the river. Behind him I catch a glimpse of the house with chicken legs, almost invisible in the dark house. The house is standing in the waters of the great river, the silhouette of the lime tree on its roof reaching up to the star-filled sky. Help me push that linden tree back before it falls onto the village hall. I shout to Anatoly, then rush into the flames. The heat makes me gasp, then hold my breath as it burns the back of my throat. I rear up and slam my front paws into the linden tree. The skin on my pads sizzles, and I bellow in pain as I lean all my weight into the trunk. Anatoly rises next to me. He's so enormous his front paws land on the tree above my head. The tree pitches backwards. It's falling, he shouts and with an ear-splitting crack, the tree splinters and crashes down. It lands on the tree behind it, and three trees dominate to the floor in quick succession. They all fall away from the hall. My heart lifts until one last tree wobbles and leans further and further the opposite way towards the hall. Run! Anatoly roars, but before I've turned around, the tree collapses onto the roof of the village hall. The roof buckles and the wooden walls curve outwards. With a deafening bang and a fountain of flames, the whole hall slams down on top of me. Anatoly disappears behind an avalanche of roof panels and wooden beams. My back explodes with pain. Claps and booms sound all around me and I press my ears tight against my head. Mouse trap! I yell, panicking because I can't feel him on my ear any more. I thrash around, struggling to get out from beneath the jumble of wood on top of me so I can find Mousetrap. I'm here, human girl, Mousetrap squeaks weakly from my shoulder. Flames curl up and singe the fur on my cheeks. Get up! Mousetrap squeaks louder and I fill my muscles with every drop of strength I have. 
and heave myself up. The rubble on my back slips away, and I crawl out from beneath it. I squint against the blinding light and heat, my gaze darting around as I desperately try to orientate myself. The hall has fallen over me, and I am surrounded by the remains of burning walls and broken roof panels. My heart races and my toes twitch, but I don't know which way to run. I can't see a way out. Anatoly! I yell, but there's no sign of him, and if he does shout back, I can't hear him beneath the roar of the flames. Over there! Mousetrap clambers down from my snout and points to a far corner. Flames surge up a section of upright wall, but in the centre is a large, dark window. I glimpse my reflection, the image of a huge brown bear with a tiny white weasel on her snout. But then I see Sasha and his parents, and Mamochka the other side. I run through the flames, focused entirely on wanting to be with them, but I slam into the window and fall to the floor. I shake my head, confused. I was sure I would smash through the glass. Then a long brown face bursts towards me. Glass and shards of wood rain down from Yuri's short velvety antlers. His legs stamp through the chalk-old wall as if it's a patch of brambles, and he lowers his head to me. Grab on, he shrieks, his eyes bulging with fear. I'm too big, I shout. I'm too heavy for you. But as I lift a paw, I see fingers blistered and burned. I gasp for air but can't catch enough. My lungs have shrunk. Come on! Yori dips his woolly neck into my arms and I cling on tight as he pulls me back through the window and out into cold air. Yanka! My name echoes around me, scores of voices saying it all at once. A blanket is thrown over me. Sasha's father prizes my hand from Yori's neck and lifts me into his arms. I wonder how that's possible when I'm a bear, huge and heavy, but then I remember seeing my fingers in the fire. I crane my neck to look down at my legs, but they're covered with blankets and smoke is thick in the air. Then Mamochka appears at my side, saying my name over and over as she cups my face in her hands, kisses my cheeks, and I realise I don't care what I look like anyway, because I've finally found my way home.